There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. Want entertainment? Buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. Want investment and trading concepts explained? Look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders, and certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here again. And we're going to talk today about trading and investing information. There is all kinds of information out there. In fact, there's so much that I think people oftentimes just feel totally overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to look at, what to believe, what not to believe. And you should be careful about what you listen to and what you ignore because a lot of the information on the Internet is just junk. It used to be in the old days, long ago, when Howard and I first were investing, that most of the information about the stock market came through the Wall Street Journal, through our brokers who would call us up and give us information about a stock or whatever, and it was very hard to access or research information. You literally had to go to a company, walk through their doors, do what I call a walk around, analyze the company, make some decisions, if it was a new IPO or a company that was just starting out evaluate it, study it for a period of time, and then make your decisions. Nowadays, you have so much information that's just crammed down upon you that it can be more problematic than not enough information. So we're going to talk today about information because that's where it all starts. People don't make bad decisions deliberately. They make decisions based on the information that they have at hand. The problem is the retail side of the market, which is you, anybody who's managing their own portfolios or retirement accounts or retail traders, people who are short-term trading for extra monthly income or as a career, you need to understand what information is valid and useful and what information you should totally ignore and discard. And that can be really hard because it sounds and looks good. And one of the problems is the internet syndrome, the written word syndrome, and the TV syndrome. When we see something on TV, We have a tendency to believe that it is true. It could be just a story or just an opinion. And the same holds true for the Internet. A lot of times we'll see an article on the Internet and it's written by a reporter associated with some big name and we just assume that that reporter has done due diligence and has accurate information in the report and that the information has been represented in a manner that is not biased or opinionated and that you're getting facts. And that somebody in the big company, the big news company, actually checked and verified the statistics, the numbers, the information, and did verification that indeed this report or this article is accurate. That's not how the Internet works. It used to be that news was very reliable because the news department would make sure that the reporter had verifiable information, that the statistics was checked and verified over and over and over again, that all the information was as accurate as they could make it so. Nowadays, they're so busy pumping and cranking out all kinds of articles and commentaries and information and data and statistics and everything else that no one is checking it. I come across articles, commentaries, opinions all day long that are inaccurate. 
I know the statistics because I'm getting the statistics from Thomson Reuters or BATS or the New York Stock Exchange or any of the other number of areas that I get actual data. And I'm looking at this information. I'm going, this is not right. These statistics are not written properly. They're not accurate. And it's all over the place. I would say that probably 90% of the stuff out there is not completely accurate. And that's huge. That's a major problem because you're depending on this information. You're counting on it to be correction true. And that's a big issue. So you really need to have to make sure that the information is true and accurate. And so I would strongly recommend not reading just somebody that's famous or somebody that has a lot of followers because what happens is when they're a famous guru or a celebrity, they are worried more about meeting the requirements to keep their show going than they are making sure that everything is true and accurate. They go for the explosive, expletive, super emotionally charged stuff, and it's entertainment. And as long as you watch these shows and realize or read this information and realize that this is pure entertainment and you can't depend upon it for your investing and trading decisions, that's fine. Enjoy it. Have a ball. Enjoy the huge swinging arms and the fantastical information and all the huge highs and lows and the emotional thing. It's an entertainment. And it's a lot of fun to watch. But don't depend upon it for your investing or trading information because you're going to be paying dearly for it. Information on the professional side is costly. I was at a uh, professional association meeting not too long ago, and we had a couple of retailers in the crowd. Normally, it's only uh, people who are on the professional side. That would be mutual funds, pension funds, anyone that's managing a fund. It would be technical analysts. It would be investment bankers or anyone who's associated with the professional side. In other words, they're catering to the retail side by taking the money and investing on your behalf. These professionals control about 80% of the market right now, and they control about 75% of all the trades that buyers through the markets during the day. So they're very important, and they dominate, and they really control things. And the meeting was going along, and we were talking to one of the top technical analysts in the world. It was a female, and she worked for a big bank. And I say she was one of the top technical analysts because when you are one of eight or nine PAs that are hired by the largest banks in the world, you are at the top of the game. And it was extremely interesting talking to her personally as well as listening to her discuss things. And she was explaining quantitative analysis, how it was used, how they incorporated some technical analysis to evaluate the entire market, that they really weren't looking at specific stocks, that they were looking at the broader market's perspective. In other words, they were trying to mold fundamental and some technical cycles to make a determination of where to place their money. Right now, it's pretty complicated for most mutual funds and small funds and pension funds to manage the portfolios because there's so many different derivatives, there's so many different financial markets, there's many different categories of investments that they can do, and they need to balance it in a way that makes sense but also meets the charter requirements. So they were using her technical analysis to really just evaluate cycles of the stock market and where they were with that. And she was using some quantitative analysis also in the formulations to determine a strategy that would be based on the technical analysis, I recall. 
and she was evaluating all of this and explaining what she did. And a hand went up in the audience, and the gentleman said, well, will you share your formulas and strategies with us? He was including the whole group, and there was uh, 350 people in the group. And the room just went silent. You could have heard somebody drink a glass of water or swallow. It was that dead quiet. And all heads riveted the person who had made that statement. Because everybody in the room knew one thing that most retail traders don't know, and that is good information is expensive. The lady started out looking at him bewildered, thinking that she was speaking to a professional, and she said, but why would I do that? And then it dawned on her that she was speaking to a retail trader who had somehow managed to get into this professional group. And so her voice softened because they try to be kind. I know we hear a lot about how the market's against the retail traders and how the market's against the small investors, but that isn't so. They really know that their money comes from you and that they need to do something to keep you happy. Otherwise, you're going to all leave and then they're going to be in a world of hurt. So her voice softened and she said very gently, she says, I would never give away any of my strategies, any of my technical analysis formulas or any of my quantitative analysis. And the reason is because I am paid a lot of money, a lot of money, she repeated. And I would never give it away because the company that's paying me for those services is paying very high price for my information. Information that is of any value to you is going to be expensive. You don't want to pay for it. I get that. Everybody in the professional side understands that the retail traders and the small independent investors do not want to pay anything. They think that all this information should come to them for free. You should just have a broker call you up and tell you here buy the stock. You should read a mutual fund magazine and know which mutual fund to invest in. You should just go on TV and watch a guru and he'll tell you what stocks or maybe you'll follow Warren Buffett or whatever. And so you feel that the market owes you free information. And you go on the website and you look for free information here and you look for free information there. And I can assure you that that information is costing you a lot of money. You just don't realize it. The reason it's costing you a lot of money is because the information comes to you after everybody else has made a lot of money on that information. And so when they have finally made a lot of money off of the information they pay dearly for and they have made the money they wish to make, they make it available to you. So you are paying a very, very high cost for free information because you're getting in at the end of things. You're getting in way past everybody else. And although you may still make some money, you may still make a little bit of money, you may still feel that your portfolio, oh, wow, I made 2% last year, I made 5% last year, and they're making 20%, 50%. I often hear investors and traders say, well, if I just make 1%, I'm happy. Or if I just make 10 cents, I'm happy. And it's like, are you kidding me? Because the professional side would never settle for such a tiny amount of money. And that's why they're wealthy people. Because they understand that in order to make money, you have to spend money. In order to get good information, you're going to have to pay for it. And you pay for it early and get the information early so you can benefit with huge gains in whatever you invest in. Or you pay for it late by getting in late into the run, late into the stock or bond or whatever, and only making a tiny amount of money or making no money at all. 
So well, I think one of the biggest delusions that retail traders and investors have is that they're getting this information for free or virtually nothing or just spending their time getting this information, and ergo, they're saving money. You're losing money. You're losing tons of money by using free information. You have to be able to set aside this notion that you should be able to get it for free. The professionals pay dearly for it, and they will make a lot of money off of that investment that they make in any information that they get. And then later on, they will give it out to you so they can even make more money because you will buy emotionally. They're in the business to make money, and you need to be in the business to make money. Right now, you're into investing or trading to get stuff for free and hopefully make a little bit of money. Instead of looking at it as, what kind of investment do I need to make in my education or in my discipline? What information do I need to pay for so that I can get the best information and make more money? There's so much money to make in the stock market. I can't tell you. The millionaires and billionaires, they're very quiet. What you'll find is most people who are really amazing investors and traders in the stock market are not going to be in your nightly news. They're not going to be on TV. They're not going to be out there where you're going to be noticing them. They're very quiet. They're very subtle. I can tell you right now that Warren Buffett is a tiny fund. It doesn't even come up with the top 25 or top 30 funds. It's a very small fund. And that's a surprise to you. You imagine that some of these gurus and famous people and celebrities are these huge wealthy people. If they were that wealthy, they would not be on TV. The really giants of the market, the really extremely successful traders, play a very, very low-key situation. They don't go out there exposing themselves and letting people know what's going on. They play a very, very, very low profile. So you never hear about them. You don't know them. You have no idea who's the best out there because they never really surface much. There's a little bit of chatter here and there, but in reality, the best of the best are very quiet, and they like it that way. That's how they do it. So you need to really think about what you want to do as far as information. So where do you go for information? What should you listen to and what shouldn't you listen to? Well, first of all, you have to make sure that the person you're listening to is going to provide information early enough that you can act on it to get the highest returns possible. Periodicals and things that are on the newsstands, often that information is pretty late. doesn't mean you're not going to make money. It's going to mean you're going to make less money. And that is something that you really need to think about. You need to really consider working out a situation where you can make higher income from the stock market. The stock market is the business of businesses. I suggest this often. And it's because of this that it's so important. We're no longer a manufacturing-based economy, and we're never going to be that way again. There will always be manufacturing. It will always be important. But if your children grow up in the world where they don't know anything about the stock market and you have not left enough behind for them, even if you do leave something behind for them, I have many, many people who come to me and say, I inherited something from my parents. I don't know what to do with it. And they're absolutely very scared because they know that they can lose it. They know that they need help. They understand that if they don't get this help, they're going to be in a lot of trouble and they have huge potential to lose money. People lose money in the market because they buy at the wrong time, because they buy emotionally, because they don't understand what's going on. Let's use Apple as an example. It wasn't long ago that I was telling people that Apple was in a grave situation. 
that it was going to reach the peak of its product cycle and then it was going to head down. Nobody believed me. Uh, and the stock kept climbing because small investors were buying it and retail traders were trading it and high frequency traders were trading it and it got listed as the biggest company in the world and then it got listed as having the highest revenues of all time and it was going to go, go, go. And all those signals to me were like, okay, it's over. It's time to start figuring how to get out of this stock before it actually collapses into oblivion. And we were looking at this stock. The earliest time we looked at it was way back in 2003, 2004, when it was less than $20. So at six or $700 a share, that's a very tidy profit. If you waited to buy it at $600 a share, $650, and you held it because you believed everybody saying, oh, it's going to buy and dip. Oh, it's going to go to 2000 Oh, it's going to go to 1000 It's going to keep on going. They're going to make all this money, blah, blah, blah. Well, your information was late. Your information was wrong. Not wrong in that per se. Yes, it went up a little bit, but it crashed and burned because your information was old. It was outdated. It was not current. It didn't have the right information at the right time. You buy in late and you lose money on Apple. And this is a tragedy. You could have been in at $20 if you had gotten the right information early on. If you hadn't waited until Apple became prominent to the point where it was on all kinds of magazines and recommended by all kinds of funds who already held it, by the sell-side market participants who already owned a lot of it, by your brokers, whatever. You bought in late, and that's why you lost money. It's not that the market's picking on you. It's that you want your information for free, and it costs you. Free information is very, very expensive. You just don't realize it. And this is something that you need to be aware of. Product cycle is something that I teach, and it's very important to understand where you are in the product cycle because where you're buying in at the product cycle will tell you whether you're buying in late, whether you're going to have a high profitability or a low profitability on that stock investment or if you're going to lose money. It was a no-brainer calling Apple as a peak. But it's not just technical analysis and it's not just fundamental analysis. It's understanding the cycles. It's understanding the situations in the market structure that's going on and that where and how you get your information truly, truly matters. So when you go out there on the Internet, first of all, you need to make sure that wherever you go to get your information, that the statistics, the numbers, the figures are all accurate. I would check more than one place to make sure. I always go to the place where the statistics are derived from. The United States has the Bureau of Statistics. I go there for the information on the economy. I don't go to a news feed and hope that their numbers are correct. I get statistical information on economies around the world from the world's statistical source. I get information on anything that I'm looking for directly from a source that creates the numbers and the stats in the first place. That way I know that the information is accurate. And I also don't pay any attention to somebody else's opinion. A lot of people will say, what do you think about this person or what do you think about that person? No, I have to tell them, I don't read those articles. I don't look at those articles. I don't consider those articles because what I need to do is I need to study what I've got, look at the information that I have, the raw data and the raw statistics, and formulate information from that, derive information from that, look at other stats and compare them, and then come up with a factual statistical report that I can give my students that tells them where we're at with different industries, different sectors, the economy. So this is not rocket science. This isn't predicting. 
This is looking at all of the information in a very raw form and formulating it together to formulate a statistical report that tells me what's going on. When you have small funds being told that P&E ratios can go as high as 30 to 1 or higher, and that's okay because of interest rates, you know you've got an overly speculative market. And at some point, the small lots, the retail traders and the small investors buying at the highs are going to fade. There's only so many of them. There's only 20% of the whole market. And meanwhile, 80% of the market is starting to take profits. At some point, that's going to tip the balance between buyers and sellers. No matter how hard the giants try to not move price at some point, they're going to tip that scale and stock market and indexes are going to move down. So information is vital to the success as you as retail trader and small investor. Retail traders often believe that all the information that they need is in their technical charts, and that can be true to a certain point. But if you're not reading your technical analysis, the information that is placed before you in a graphic form correctly, if you are using outdated technical analysis, if you're using outdated indicators, if you're following things in a way that was done in the 70s or 80s, we're in a completely different market structure. The market has changed more in the last few years than it did in the prior 100 years. I'm not kidding. It's massive. And if you're not keeping up with the new technical analysis and the new information, you're just going to have a whole bunch of problems. So pay attention to where you get the information. Try to get it from the source. The source is always going to be most accurate. Know that technical analysis is changing and that you have to learn the new technical analysis patterns and new indicators that are current for this market condition and not for something that happened 30 or 40 years ago. Do not use outdated information. Do not use outdated technical tools. Do not use outdated anything because you will be getting in very, very late. Come visit us at Technotrader.Courses. Look at our stock courses. Watch some of our videos and then give us a call. I'm Martha Stokes, and that's the radio show for this week. There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. One entertainment, buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. One investment in trading concepts explained, look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders, and certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com.